everyone and welcome to Lotus Chat episode 67, Navigating Expectations. And this is actually a very special Lotus Chat episode as it is a viewer request from one of our wonderful viewers out there. So thank you so much for sending us your idea for this episode. So big shout out to you if you're listening. Yeah. And um, in this episode, we have myself and Deanne, who are going to start discussing it. And then we're going to end with our wonderful Lotus Lady, Jazzy, who's going to also put in her few thoughts and feedback and just, you know, her side of this particular topic. So let's go ahead and start off by asking our first, you know, our Lotus Ladies, the first question, which is what are some of the expectations that we each feel are placed on us on a daily basis. So Zian, you want to start us off on this one? Yes. And interestingly, just now when you were introducing, I typed the word expectations on ChatGBT and it says here, as an AI language model, I don't have any expectations. And I'm like, that is brilliant, right? I hope we all as human beings can live without expectations like AI, but I suppose we don't. And so, um, yes, I do think there are expectations that are placed upon me. And I think um, the first one that comes on top of my mind is expectations from my own mom. You know, I'm, um, as you know, Jen, I'm really close to mom and I spent a lot of time with her. I grew up with her and um, she has a very high expectations that's placed upon me. Specifically, I think um, the expectations that, Specifically, I think it's the things that she did not manage to achieve in her life. She placed, she jumbled that up and then placed those expectations on me in hope that I could achieve, you know, what she could not. Um, and with that, I think um, it creates like a huge barrier of um, expectations, right? And hopes and dreams, like fulfilling through my eyes and I think one of that is um, she has very high expectations on me in terms of my work yeah in terms of me uh, being able to be successful in terms of being a being, being a trainer and a coach and I don't exactly know how she defines the expectation uh, as in how she defines that success but I suppose when I when I decided that I'm going to be a trainer and coach, it wasn't purely because I knew there was an expectation from her, but I like genuinely and really wanted to do it on my own. And I think that's the only way to go because no matter what expectations that is placed upon you, if you refuse to do it, if you are not into it, no matter how you force yourself to do it, it just won't come up well. So one of her expectations, I think, creates a lot of um, perfectionism in my life too. Like her expectations also go across from work to my personal life. Like she has a uh, uh, true conversations. She expressed her expectations on how multi-purpose I should be as a woman. You know, I, I must be able to work and be able to cook, that kind of thing. So there was a lot of expectations down to expectations about how thin I should look when I was like just finished giving birth so really high expectations from my mom but I think as I am approaching my 40 I learned to kind of 
take it as just her little stories and not see it as expectation. To me, I think when mom or, or like figures that are important in your life, when they tell you something in terms of conversations and stories, is it is how we internalize it then it becomes an expectation because otherwise it's just a casual conversation. But what about you, Jen? Tell me about you and what are the expectations that you think is being placed upon your life? I love that we're talking about this and I'll tell you why. Because I actually had a moment recently where I was re-evaluating and kind of somewhat even remembering all the various expectations that have been placed on my life throughout you know my life and right like at this moment I'm at a point where I understand the expectations that were placed and like you said Zianz those you know expectations that are placed sometimes by family um by even um the culture you may grow up in and even by you know the the environments that you grow up in so your peers uh work i mean there's so many people around you who are making suggestions who are giving you feedback who are you know saying oh maybe you should do it this way or i expected you to do it this way and you decided to do it another way and it surprises people when you decide to go against the grain and not necessarily um take the path that they might have initially wanted you to take. Yeah. But again, I think it comes down to realizing that you can't control everyone around you and the way they react to a decision you make. And you can't control some of the environments sometimes that you're in. Mm. Um, when you start letting go of that expectation that certain people are gonna react or certain people are gonna understand something that you want to accomplish or do that may not, follow what they had thought that you would do or what they had wanted for you then you know you actually and I and I've heard this out there a quote where it says when you get rid of the expectation you actually get rid of the disappointment hmm. because I know when the expectation isn't met it you feel maybe inside if I don't meet that expectation I'm going to disappoint someone or somebody's going to feel like oh, you don't love me enough, or you're not being a team player, or you're not being an X, Y, Z. And I understand in many aspects, we do all want to come to a sense of like balance and peace with everybody that we come into contact with. But I also feel like it comes down to you choosing what in your heart is true for you. What is what you feel is authentic to you, whether or not it meets somebody else's expectation of who they want you to be. If you are being true to you, then what they want you to be or how they want you to react, it shouldn't really make you feel a certain way about yourself. And I know that gets very difficult. And I will say, because I've run into situations where I myself have felt I didn't live up to expectations with people in my life. But realizing that had I chosen the way that they had wanted my life to go, then my gosh, my life would be so different right now. I would have so many things in my life now that I'd wish, wish for to some extent, but I wouldn't have had all the many beautiful experiences that I've had up to this point mm -hmm. or learned more about myself and who I am authentically. So yeah, expectations can come from all places, all, you know, all areas of life. You just need to learn how to choose yourself first 
remain in that compassionate understanding place because like you said not everybody's going to react the way that you want them to and let go of that expectation so you don't feel so disappointed when somebody doesn't need it mm, that's very interesting jen um because just now we talk about expectations that are placed upon ourselves, but you touch on a very good point, which are the expectations that we place on others. Yeah. Do you have a situation in your life that you felt that you place an expectation on something or someone and how did you kind of navigate through that? Yeah. Um, I will say that in, in one particular instance that hits me when you asked that question was expectations that I've placed on a significant other mm. to show up in the way that I was hoping they'd show up. Mm. So in my case, the expectation I had was that if I'm giving me love and attention that I'm giving them and I'm giving them my all and I am giving my time and my and all the effort that I feel like that type of of reciprocity should happen from the other party but I will say this if you are in a relationship that is healthy and you have these discussions with someone else about how you both talk to each other and you say this is how we're both going to show up for each other in the relationship mm. if I'm feeling at any point where you are not showing up in this way then that means we have a sit down and reevaluate because again expectations can change through time mm. so one time you may have wanted more more time and now you're like i need more time for me so can you give me some space right again yeah. expectations can change over time so i think it's all about communication yeah so if you are ready to have those really great conversations with someone communicate with them about what you expect in the relationship whether it's a friend a family member um even in work when you're working as part of a team, how do you expect everybody on the team to show up so that you guys get the work done? Mm. Um, so yes, communication is important. So for me, it was my relationships where I expected more of the other person and then I was disappointed when that wasn't met. But again, I understood because I didn't have enough of the open conversation that was needed early on so that he knew what the expectations were in the relationship. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah that's an interesting one when you talk about expectations that are kind of like the same um hierarchy which is um your partner right or friends but i want to touch upon like when it's on a different hierarchy um specifically i'm talking like a, a father-daughter relationship and i'll uh, now we'll share a little bit about mine so that you know viewers out there who are kind of having an interesting relationship with their parent can kind of relate to this so i have a an extraordinary dad like he is super creative he's he has a a big personality and a very unique one. So, so extraordinary that I think um, true living in a society where some of my friends uh, grew up in like typical family, I see how they interact with their father and I admire that. And I think internally, I kind of have 
that unspoken expectation of what I think my dad relate my father daughter relationship should look like based on what I see the people around me you know I internalize the expectation but I didn't communicate the expectation because for me it's a different hierarchy how do I tell my dad that you know I have an expectation that you know you show up blah 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 blah. it doesn't to, to me at least to me it doesn't make sense so of course we didn't have that conversation but I realized that I am constantly disappointed when you know when that expectation in my mind was not fulfilled again it was in my mind wasn't communicated like what you just said you know so I realized over time as I grew older like what you said I let go of the expectations and I allow openness and you know open experiences and who says my father-daughter relationship had to look like my friend over there, right? Everyone has a different relationship. And I guess when I begin to open my mind and my heart to it, I think I'm gradually experiencing like a very unique father-daughter relationship. And I'm really happy with that. You know, Sienna, I'm glad you spoke about like your relationship with your father. And I think, like you said, for those of us out there who might have somewhat of a bit of a struggle with regards to our relationships within our parental figures, whoever your parental figure is. Yes. I think it can be difficult to bring up those conversations of like, I'm not feeling heard or I'm not feeling like this is a balanced relationship. Um, I know for myself growing up, I, I know sometimes I felt a little bit, I'm going to use the word uncomfortable bringing up when I felt like I wasn't being heard or understood Mm -hmm. and it was it it started to make me feel like what is the point of me bringing this up if I know that they're going to say that I'm one exaggerating or two it's really you know why why are you bringing this up you know or three you know is this really that important to you like I've, I've had like those responses when I did try to bring up certain things And what I have found as I grew older was that I was able to realize that in those moments when I didn't feel heard or when I felt like I wasn't being emotionally fulfilled in the moment by the response from the parental figure, it took a lot of me to realize, okay, maybe they're having a moment or maybe there's something else that is making them react in such a way where I don't feel hurt. So then what I would do is I would do my hardest to just walk away, you know, and just say, I choose peace. I choose peace. I'm going to walk away and I'm just going to let them kind of, you know, do their thing. Mm. And then in another instance, what I did do was when I felt like I wanted them to emotionally be there in some way. Mm. For me, I would wait a couple of days after and I would bring it up kind of somewhat in a, in a casual way saying you know the other day when I brought this up um and you know I hope that you have a moment for me to you know talk about this with you I felt a little bit like you weren't hearing me completely mm. and in the moment all I needed was for you to give me a hug I you know and and I remember when I said that and it kind of took my parental figure who was my mom basically my mom figure of kind of surprised when she's like what do you mean 
I was like, yeah, I didn't need you to try to solve my problem. I didn't need you to react where you thought that I was making a bad decision. I just needed you to give me a hug because I was mm. going through something but, and I was trying to figure it out. And she's like, well, why didn't you tell me all you wanted was a hug? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, again, because I was uncomfortable bringing it up. I didn't know how she was going to react. So again, for all of you out there, if you need to kind of take a step back or do what Deanne did in her situation with your dad, or bring it up later when everything's not so heated or a bit of a struggle, there's many ways that you can bring up that topic of how you would quote unquote, like somebody to understand you a little better, mm. even if it's a parental figure. That's a lovely, Jen. And um, when you shared, when you just shared the keyword that kind of came up to my mind as we talk about how we navigate through these expectations is the word compassion. Like rather than, you know, when we're at that moment, rather than focusing like, I don't feel loved, I don't feel heard, I'm not getting the emotional support that I want rather than feeling like, you know, it's I and it's me. Perhaps, you know, if we were to shift that conversation internally to have that compassion and shift that conversation to what is he going through in such a way that he's reacting that way? You know, what is the stuff, what is the emotions that he's going through? What is the situation in his life that he's going through such that he would say those words? You know, I think if you... If you put that into perspective, then it gives you like a context that, hey, it's not about me. It's about them. Like they're facing something. So activating that compassion as we navigate through this is to me really important to, you know, don't to not feel that disappointed when we have that expectations. Because it's not easy to let go. It's easy to say, let go of expectations, but it's not easy to do. So how do we do it? That would be some of the ways that work for me, like activating that compassion. Yes, yes, and I agree, it is not easy. Because sometimes we want to like, be like, well, why? Why didn't you yeah. like give me enough this? Or why didn't you like give me a hug? Or why didn't you do X, Y, Z? It's very easy to get into that mindset when we come from that place of compassion. And we're good, that actually moves us really nicely into our next question was how do we manage our expectations when we do not receive what we want? And I... It's a, yeah, and I feel like we're really segueing into it nicely. And for me, let me give you all out there a really good example of this. And I may have shared this in other episodes, but this really fits into today's topic with regards to the relationship I have with my birth mother. Mm -hmm. My birth mother has, and for all of you out there, has not really been a part of my life for a very, 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 very long time. Mm. And as I've worked through the things I've worked through internally about that situation, and luckily I was surrounded by some amazing women who came in and, and a wonderful father who all came in as both mother and father to me, mm. who were like, no, we are going to step in and we're going to give you all the love, you know, and all the support that you need. And what I've come to understand, and mind you, this took a lot of time. Because of course, as a young child, you go through all these questions in your mind, like why mm around why wasn't she here why wasn't she there and now the way I see it is as you said Deanne coming from that place of compassion in a way for her where I re I realized that maybe back then there were certain things she was going through mm. that may have caused her to want to disconnect mm. so that 
caused her to feel like she had to separate herself from, you know, her children. Mm. And as much as I want to try, and I could rack my brain to try to understand it past that. I can go through all the, well, what happened, what this, and I could do my detective work and get down to the, you know, depths of it. But honestly, now I'm at a point where I'm like, she had some stuff. And as a child, I would never have understood the, those things, but now mm -hmm. I understand more and I, I forgive her. I forgive her for the past. And that is where I'm at, a place of forgiveness. And I think also when you approach expectations from a place of forgiveness with people that you feel should have shown up for you, mm. but that also adds another beautiful element along with the compassion. So, yeah. Wow, that's so beautiful, Jen. I admire your courage for sharing that. It's my first time hearing it. <laughs> so um, I would think in managing expectations when we don't receive what we want, I think that is part of life. We never receive everything that we want, right? We always receive some things that we deeply desire, but we never get it. So I think uh, one of the ways that work for me uh, which I encourage you to try when you're listening to this, is that you turn the why questions into what. So rather than asking yourself, why is this happening to me? Why is my parent like that? Why? Why did he say that? Why? Like, rather than asking all those why questions, because it doesn't help, like you said, Jen, you can wreck your brain, but you're not going to get the answer. But you can convert those questions into what. What is life teaching me at this point? What is this, you know, family situation in my life that's happening that is like strengthening my character? I think um, the fact that I am who I am right now, like how resilient I am and how like I get really consistent into what I want in life is because of how I was being brought out. You know, it wasn't like a normal family. It was a challenging situation, but with its own perks, if I could see, you know, what life is teaching me. You can't, you can't choose that, right? What our parents are and who our parents are and what the family situation is just is as it is. It just is. There's no explanation. But if you could get and understand the lessons that we get from that and then you use that to sharpen your character to make that as who you are as in your character and really strengthening that I think when you see from that perspective and you ask yourself the what questions then you will be less disappointed and see the rainbow rather than focusing on the rain yeah Oh, Deanna, I love that you, you know, really brought that together really nicely about asking the what. And yes, uh, I believe Jazzy, who's going to be talking about the, you know, these topics uh, when we moved to her, said something really beautiful to me as I was going through my internal healing journey, as I call it, through this, through the training that we all did together, which was don't don't say that this is why is this happening to to me say why is this happening for me mm. and I love that it's, you know yeah that's it's it's a really beautiful way of looking at life and I know some of you out there may have gone through some very difficult things in your life yeah. and I know yeah. 
in those cases, you you were like, well, how can I even think about why something so difficult happened to for me? But as you said, Deanne, there's so much strength that comes when you go through certain things in your life where you feel like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, or I don't know how emotionally I'm going to be able to, you know, walk through through the fire, as they say. And I think for me, like, and I'll give you some examples. I mean, I went through like year after year, the last few years with almost losing somebody that I deeply cared for mm. because they got really sick and we weren't sure were, were they going to be around? Were, was I still going to have, you know, the relationship there or were they going to, you know, unfortunately go? I mean, there were instances where I, wow. I, I mean, I felt I really had to pick myself up because I felt like I had to stay strong mm -hmm. for the people in my life because I was like, I, I had to make sure that they knew that they had support, that I was the one who was saying, you're going to get through this. We're going to get through this, you know, that type of thing. And to this day, I think, wow, that was like a really difficult time. It was like one thing after another you know, for the last couple of years and my family and I were asking ourselves like, why, why are these things happening? As you said, the why, but at the end we came out stronger. And I know that as a family, we're even more closely knit because we all got through it together. Mm. And that's the beauty of this outcome is I think as a family where we were kind of separate, it's brought us so much closer together. So to all of you out there, if there are things, difficult times that you're going through with a loved one, know that there is, like you said, the light, the rainbow at the end of all of this. And it could be, you know, things that happen on a daily basis. See if any of the things that we brought up help you navigate through these expectations that you feel that others put on you. Now, I do want to end with a very actually great questions, Deanne, is we talked about expectations from others, but what expectations do we put on our own selves? Oh. From, <laughs> I feel like that is also something else that may influence a lot of the way that we expect others to show up for us. Hmm. Do you want to start? <laughs> Deanne, I, was, I see the wheels turning. I, I would love to hear what you, what you think about um. that. Um, I think there are definitely expectations that are placed on myself. And I think um, uh, the only way we could be disappointed with these expectations is when we compare it to something else, which means that you have an expectation, but then you benchmark it with something. It is what, what is the benchmark? That's the reason, the gap, you know, between the expectations and the benchmark. And that's the part that, that contributes to the disappointment. And to me, um, I guess I have, I have an expectation that I will graduate uh, from my PhD. Now, whether I will or will not, I don't know, because we're talking about another two years journey from now, but I do have an expectation that I will. Um, and I suppose um, there is no 
for me, in order for me to last that long in that journey, there is no comparison, but I suppose how I manage my own expectation is I use that expectation as a motivation. So I don't use the expectation just like as it is, like this is my expectation of myself, I'm going to graduate. But I use that expectation that I have for myself and use that as a daily motivation. Hey, you know, you do want to do this. And, and I motivate myself by going like, that's why you're waking up so early. That's why you're putting in so much effort. This is exactly what you want, right? So you got to go for it. So I turn that expectation into a motivation. And so far it works. So <laughs> that would be what I recommend. Wow, yeah, I love that. And you know what immediately came to mind were the three these these three words. And I don't know if, if anyone out there has heard these three words in unison, but expectation inspires motivation. Yes. It almost feels like that is what you're talking about. And I agree. I think for me, I'm going to say this. I, I know we've talked about this in a little chat episode with regards to perfection. Mm. Um, there is somewhat of an expectation that I have with regards to how I perform in various aspects of my life. And the word perfection has come up in my head more than once. I'm going to be honest. And I think when you expect yourself to be, to perform at such a high level all the time, that perfection mm. level I, I agree. Sometimes I feel a little overwhelmed with those type of expectations I put on myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized more and more that as much as I feel like that level of perfection that I set myself on can, has caused me to feel sometimes burned out, overwhelmed, feeling like I'm you know juggling multiple things. I also realized that maybe it was actually a good thing that I came to that realization that yes, Jen, you don't always have to be perfect. You can just let things just be. And it, a lot of my, you know, people, people that I've worked with have always have said the same thing to me. They're like, Jen, it doesn't have to be perfect. As long as you get the work done, as long as it gets, you know, turned in or whatnot, it's okay. You don't need to spend hours and hours sifting through it and doing and making sure all of it's like perfect it's not going to like be the end of the world. It's the famous words that I've heard from so many people. Jen, it's not the end of the world if it's not perfect. Huh? I was like, I know, but it's it's me. Like, it's just, and again, where do those feelings of perfection come from? Well, it comes from growing up, knowing that I wanted to be an A student. You know, it was A's all the way. Like I needed to make sure that the grades, you know, show the grades were like top, top. And I needed to make sure I went to a good college. So it's that permeating theme throughout my life. And now I've realized that I think I need to just take a step back, let things be. And the famous serenity prayer that I'm sure some of you know, give me, give, what, give me the strength to accept things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. So yes, there are certain things I cannot change. And even with work and projects, if it's okay as long as it gets delivered and people are happy. So yeah, <laughs> there's my expectation I put on myself. <laughs> Great. So I guess uh, we'll see what Jazzy says. Yes. And so we're going to see um, Jazzy, what she has to say about all these great prompts and questions and her side of all the different like external, internal ways that we um, face expectations on a daily basis. And uh, 
So Jazzy, take it away. Yes. Hi. Yes, thank you so much for this juicy topic on expectations. This is the, the thing that a lot of us probably might struggle with uh, navigating and I, for, for every good reason. Expectations can be very tricky and uh, maybe there's some tendencies of not wanting to put people down or, or self-impose expectations that we must be a certain way or stand a certain way. So to bring it back on some of my own personal expectations on a daily basis, that looks as basic as balancing my workload schedule, my home life schedule, uh, my motherhood agenda, all of these things, and also having enough energy for everyone at any given time, and also having the, the right type of energy at every given time. Like these are unspoken expectations, but they're there. It also looks like prioritizing other people's needs, their emotions, their feelings, their concerns, and those interactions being the best in that moment. And that could be difficult at times, or let's say this, challenging, because outside of interpersonal interactions and interpersonal relationships, there's also my own life, my own agenda, what's going on, the I, I believe there's what, 50 to 70,000 thoughts that we all have within a day, and 75% uh, of them are actually negative. So as I am doing my best with my 25% of positivity, and I'll stretch to say maybe even 30%, right? But I mean, science is science, and these are some statistics. And whether or not that is true, I feel like expectations can get a very strong hold. Okay, so let's talk about how to handle it and how I handle it. Um, first, starting at investigating what is and what are the possibilities that can be created. And secondly, communicating the acknowledgement of what is and communicating the possibility of what could work and or place a boundary on what's not working. So that could be like how it's communicated, what's not, um, what limitations are within the day or what's on your own personal agenda. So that way you can stand in self-respect and also be able to still be um, that loving piece or that cooperative component um, in that other person or situation's life. And this is, this this all comes with just being able to be mindful of situations and also being able to navigate effectively with our emotions, controlling the overwhelm, controlling the underwhelm, controlling the annoyance, the frustrations, the pressure, all the things that could be this thwarting or negative off-putting stimulus. So it's, it also becomes a, a, a situation where you're not only navigating expectations, but you're navigating your own emotions. So the key, I feel, is to be able to bring it back to a present point of what, what could be so that way we can operate from a clear mind. So that way I can operate from a clear mind. This is what's worked for me. And sometimes that's not on the other person or situation schedule and that's okay because it's about 
progress and not perfection. Let's be real. We're human. Also to note that even though there are deadlines and timelines and there is urgency and we live in an action-oriented world, I feel like effective communication and negotiation is kind of what rules this place. So once we can create a win-win for the world, it's so much easier than navigating a space where we're creating win-loses and that doesn't, that doesn't help anyone and it definitely doesn't help ourself or myself. So um, let's see. The next question that we shared earlier, um, having expectations on others, totally guilty. I've had this. And um, one is they'll understand or they'll empathize or they'll care enough to be patient, empathetic and understanding, something to that effect. And I, I couldn't, Unfortunately, I couldn't be more wrong about that because sometimes they just don't, they're navigating from their own emotional set as, as am I. So that's not always the case. And as Jen said earlier, um, I also share the same expectation that they'll show up in the way that best fits me. And that's not always, but it's, you know, that does happen. Um, I think more even so within like my, my family dynamic or my, um, my relationship is hoping that, that they know my heart, you know, cause my saying is like to know me is to love me. So I only hope that they'll show up in a particular way that kind of allows me to, to just take my time or just, um, I expect them to be patient with my process. So that doesn't always happen. And what that actually does for me is create an opportunity to stake my claim, take my time to find out what I need to communicate and express my concerns or position to be able to bridge the gap in betterment while I am standing in my self-respect and respect for the other. So effective communication does change the the space entirely and sometimes it does require my moment of taking a pause so and um as far as the expectations for life or in life that that expectation and i'll share with you this because this is my little mantra is that everything is always working out for me so like even when it doesn't seem so i know that it is and as you practice being patient, being mindful, cultivating compassion as you learn to forgive others and where you can forgive others with grace and as you hold on to your grit and continue creating intentfully and deliberately taking your actions. I just want to invite you to also be mindful and careful and loving in the way that you can do that for the other people in your life who have these expectations of you because just like how we also need that same compassion because you don't know what you don't know about another person's life or what they're going through or what challenges that may seem simple to you may not be simple to them. And even though it's common sense to you, it's probably not common sense to them. And 
sometimes while navigating emotions, it's a totally foreign land and we are human. And how we tune into frequency is, is all different. It's all going to be unique. So we get to choose effectively what type of love and what kind of love we get to be. So, and sometimes it's not, it's not what we expect it to be. So, and that's okay. Like Jen said earlier, I say it all the time. Life happens for me, not to me. And yes, life happens, but so do shifts. And it's key in remembering. And to touch back on what Zian was saying earlier in navigating expectations with family members and um, she shared about how it was with her dad. I mean, I can definitely resonate with that. How sometimes things just fall upon you as this responsibility. And I assume the responsibility because I feel like it's expected. I can sense, I see, I can... It, all the evidence shares that I am to fulfill a role. So <laughs> that also becomes my choice and my responsibility in how I manage that. So one way that I find to really work out for me is understanding what the other party is feeling, what the other person persons, people are feeling, um, to hear what they're saying, to understand and get clear on what their needs and emotions are. So that way I can be able to cultivate compassion and create a both and where it's needed and to help to provide a solution or to let them know that unfortunately I can't do that. And that gives them the opportunity to be able to source another way so that way I get to give effectively and they get to receive the the help or attention that they do need to meet that expectation of getting something done or getting getting the results that they're looking for so it doesn't have to look a certain way it just gets to be done with love compassion patience and forgiveness and I know it could be challenging because there are those other emotions that create the stimulus within. And like I said, navigating expectations is learning how to practice navigating our own emotions and how we interact with one another. Okay, so now expectations placed on self. What does that look like? It looks like anything that could come after the I am in my affirmations. So say, I am confident, I am organized, I am powerful, I am energy, I am X, Y, Z. Whatever that might look like, and I, I expect myself to, to be at that place or level because I said so, and then maybe there's some kind of circumstance or breakdown that kind of dissipates that. So then it could look like I should have done better, I know better, um, so I should do better. Again, those expectations get to be forgiven because it's practice. It's just practice. Uh, as I continue to practice embodiment and change and transformation, it's, it's going to take time. It definitely is. And it, it's a lesson in mindfulness. It's a lesson in patience, compassion, forgiveness, all that I shared. 
and grace and also grit. Um, not to forget, it also takes intention and deliberate action. And I'll say this again, it's definitely about progress, not perfection. So whatever expectations that I might have on myself or others might have, it gets to be on my timeline. I get to be loving and self-soothing and also I get to be supported and receive feedback from my results and my environment. And also I get to check that and that gets to be within my own divine timing. Not the world's, not anybody else's. And I get to continue choosing a new opportunity or and even be able to see that opportunity. So although things may not be pretty or always what we've wanted in the moments, but there's always an opportunity for a miracle or a blessing to be realized. So, yeah. I know we did this a little bit differently this time, but thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. And I know that my Lotus ladies definitely appreciate your love and support. So if this resonated with you or you find anything in this video to be valuable, please like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye.